Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, we have a very, very busy slate of sports today. With uh, We got the third place matchup in the World Cup, which we'll talk about briefly, but a full a slate of games for the NFL. But without much further ado, I'm going to bring my dad online because uh, we'll talk some NFL and also talk about the, uh, the World Cup final uh, between Argentina and France because... Uh, we have some thoughts about how that's uh, sliding up uh, today um, and uh, plenty more to go. So, uh, Callie, I'll let you lead off because uh, we got a number of interesting games in the NFL today uh, between uh, the Vikings team that we know is fraudulent, but, man, that Colts team, we, we, we always kept calling out Matt Ryan being washed. I, like, I have no idea what to expect out of that game. Even though I know that Vikings team is fraudulent, and then you got the, uh, the middle matchup, the sandwich matchup between the Ravens without Lamar versus the Browns team that Stefanski's finally getting exposed because, yeah, uh, Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson was not going to be the magic cure all to that team's woes. And then the nightcap between the Dolphins and the Bills. So I'll let you lead off on which game you want to tackle first if you want to get into the Dolphins-Bills or not. Well, you know my problem with Stefanski. You know, I know they had a lot of injuries and stuff. But let me tell you something. That team should not, not be where it is. uh, Because coming into this season, the biggest problem with that team is that Oh, if they can just tread, if they can just tread water until uh, Deshaun Watson is ready and whatever. Let me tell you something. You can ask for a better quarterback play than than they got from the backup. Yeah, Brissett played well. They should they should have won more games. Stefanski 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 cost them the Jets game, and he cost them the Chargers game that the Chargers gave away to them. But oh, like yeah, it, yeah, with the, so, yeah. with two of the dumbest like, um, I don't want it, but, but you don't want it. I don't want it. You don't want it because you know with that dumb fourth down call that the Chargers made, and 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 just handed the game to them, and instead of just getting at least eight yards, you know. They were throwing, he threw like, what, he threw one pass into the end zone, he threw one pass way down. Why are you calling these plays? You don't need that. You need a field goal. You just win the game and get off the field, you know? And it, and for some reason, I don't know, nobody said anything about it. Because they were so dumbfounded by Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down. From his own yeah. thirty-eight, it, because it was such an idiotic decision. No yeah. one, no one contemplated how dumb the Browns' play calling was once they got that gift. Like that, yeah. that, th- that's how ridiculous that game was. Oh yeah. So, or, I, or, the, or the fact that they somehow lost the game to Joe Flacco up thirteen with a minute thirty-three left when they could have yeah. just ran out the clock. 
Like there, 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 there are things with that Browns team that Baker Mayfield was a cancer on that locker room, no doubt about it. But it wasn't as though they had good coaching either. Like yeah, that, that no. team has been failed so miserably by the key pieces that you are should have: quarterback and coaching. Oh yeah, that, 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 that you know, Stefanski gets a break because of other things that's going on. So he flies under the radar. But, I mean, Sunday he made some dumb calls in that that game against Cincinnati that, you know, it, it, it was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it, it was just, you know, like that, 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 that fourth down play when he brings in Jacoby Brissett. I, I, and to do what? I, I thought he was bringing in Jacoby because he, he, he has the size and they, they, they was going to, you know, try to sneak for the fourth down, not to, to, to throw the pass. Hey. I, I mean, it, you can't explain to me it, the it, logic it, with it. that play. If you know, if anyone is actually trying to argue that Jacoby Brissett has a bigger arm than Deshaun Watson, I I think people need to like reevaluate themselves because like if Deshaun Watson can't throw deep anymore, that's a problem. But that's a problem that you need to address before you brought him back on. Yeah, you need to start uh, uh, getting refund for some of that money. You know, so it's and he showed me last week that he could throw the ball. He's not accurate. Because he's a little rusty, but um, it's it's I, I don't know that that if if he doesn't if they if the drums don't think that they need a change, well then you know I you know good good luck to them because uh, it's it's you know they should not be losing those games. First of all, Sunday I'm watching the game and I'm like. Why is Nick Chubb not running the ball? It, the Browns it, it, supposed it's, to be a run first team. When you have a back <laughs> like Chubb, you're a run first team. Well, the, the, this is the weird part about the the Browns in the second half of the year. I don't know what's been going on between because it, it hasn't necessarily been offensive line injuries, but I've been watching the tape, and ever since that Houston game, I don't know if teams got a bead on their run stunts. Or what's going on? But for whatever reason, they haven't been able to run as effectively. And as a result, they didn't run enough to begin with. They, they, that's always been the issue with the Browns. They don't run the ball enough with Chubb to begin with. But even when they did run, they were still peeling off huge chunks of yards. Now, the last couple of weeks, they haven't been able to run effectively at all, necessarily. They've been closer to uh, a, a little bit less than league average. And because they don't run at all, Nick Chubb's been rendered relatively, you know, like uh, like an average because he's not getting any workflow. And forget about Kareem Hunt. Like, Kareem Hunt is, like, essentially, like, uh, you know, oh, oh, just another guy. It's like the, the, the craziness about the Browns is that, you know, the season that the Jets are having is the season that the Browns should be having. Like, that, that's the thing. It's like, the Jets are in the spot the Browns are supposed to be in. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, you know, they didn't have Deshaun Watson. If you look at the team rosters, the Browns are, are a better team than the Jets. They are flat out a better team than the Jets. But you see the difference between the Jets and the Browns? The, the Jets may not have the talent in all the key positions. They may not have the offensive line of the Browns. But guess what? They play hard for their coach. 
and their coach actually tries to put together a somewhat manageable game plan week to week. Never see that from Stefanski. And that's supposed to be an offensive guru, and he still hasn't figured out what the best way to run that offense is. No, because oh, it, it, it looks like the Browns come out and they they have, it's like, okay, we're going to flip the coin and let's see what, what's going to come down, heads or tails. Heads we run, tails we, we don't run. I, 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 if you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in your backfield, I'm thinking that that team is going to have, it doesn't matter what down it is, they're going to have to stack the box. Because you have two guys that if, if they get through the, that first line, they're gone. So you're always going to have to stack the box. So you're supposed to always be able to, to at least throw a five-yard pass and, and, and get away with it. And the Browns, I, I, I'm telling you, it's like I have no idea what they play. Well, this, no idea. But this is this is the part that infuriates me. Amari Cooper's still fine as a number one wide receiver. Dallas didn't need him anymore because CeeDee Lamb's there. But Amari Cooper's fine as a number one receiver on the outside. My whole issue with the Browns is Donovan Peoples-Jones has shown that he can run routes effectively. He should be used in a Julian Edelman-type role in the slot, punishing teams because they're trying to stack the box to stop the run. Like, like the Browns' offense it makes no sense. If if you were literally looking at how the, that team should be running, that offense should be humming because, realistically, with their run game and the fact that they got two receivers who are v- very good at what they do, you should not be struggling to convert third-down conversions at all. You should be able to churn 12, 13, 14, 15-play drives. And yes, do the Browns manage to do it? Yeah, but more often than not, it's because Nick Chubb end, ends up having to carry the load and just pull off uh, a couple of runs out of it, uh, uh, out of uh, to bail him out. And it, it's it's crazy because it shouldn't be hard for them to uh, score points. It really shouldn't be hard. But it, the, like the the drives that they have are more based off of the talent level than actually anything involving the coaching staff. That's how you know you need a coaching change. Yeah. Uh, look, when you watch a team like the 49ers, the way they balance, they keep you, they keep your defense on balance because you don't know if they're going to run it, you don't know if they're going to throw it. Because it doesn't matter what it is, they will try to run the ball. And they got the runners that if you don't watch them, they could rip off 50 yards. So they keep you honest. And I don't understand how the Browns cannot balance that offense where you have to keep men in the box to watch the runners because you have two excellent runners. And the Browns, I mean, Sunday, I just kept scratching my head that they couldn't, they couldn't move that ball. You know? They, 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 they really couldn't move the ball at all. And that's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not like, yeah, the Bengals' defense is playing. Yeah, they're playing good. But it ain't like, I, 
the Chiefs was moving the ball on them the week before. You know, that game went right down to the wire. Yeah. And How is it that, that you can't master offense to, to, to do anything? You know, it's, 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 I'm telling you, it's, like I said, that, that, that Bronx, that is one team I could tell you, coaching is the problem. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they had a couple guys injured and stuff, but, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I think that's why Jarvis Landry just said, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, but I, I also say with, Vegas knows it too. Like, here's the crazy thing. The Ravens don't have Lamar. People knew the Ravens didn't have Lamar. The line was two and a half, open at two and a half. Maybe Lamar comes back. We got the announcement early. Lamar was not coming back for this game, for sure. The line is only at three. Like, Vegas does not respect Cleveland at all. And we know how poor the Ravens' defense has been throughout the year and how Lamar has been trying to carry that Ravens' offense. The Ravens are not a good offense. They're not a good offense. They don't have downfield weapons to stretch the field. They're not a good... Like, truth be told, I don't think the Ravens are a good team. Uh, 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 when When you look at the parts, they do not play very well. Lamar's been carrying that squad. And and you saw it last week where without Lamar, you know, they got the win barely, <laughs> like barely because this, uh, like it, 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 it's just because of the, the competition they're up against. But like, it, but I look at this game and I'm saying the Browns should win this game. The reason why I, I, I have my doubts and the reason why this line's still only at three is because Vegas knows this coaching staff ain't any good. And so it, it's a it's a weird matchup because I don't know exactly because I'm still trying to figure out how the Ravens are going to generate offense today because they're not blocking well they're running okay they're not running great but they're running okay but defensively like Cleveland should be able to eat them up they should be able to eat them up but. Cleveland eat up for the season. This is this is this is the issue. This is why the this is why the line's at thirty nine. The line is at thirty nine. You got a backup QB that's limited. Realistically, Cleveland should be able to put up twenty seven points on this defense. They should be able to. They should. Realistically, they should be able to put up uh, twenty seven points. They really should. Like, there's nothing on the Ravens' defense that should give Cleveland's offense any trouble. But we know we we we've been through this enough times with Cleveland this year that this this is one of those games where I don't want to have anything to do with it because I, I, logically I would want to bet the Cleveland side. But man, like I can't trust this coaching staff. I I I I wouldn't put a dime that I found in the street on Cleveland. It, it's it's. That offense looks so bad, and nobody can explain to me why. Because, like I said, if if, if you don't if you don't see anything, you would say, "Oh, well, you know why? It's probably because the the quarterback is suspended." You wouldn't realize that they got such good quarterback play all all season long. I mean, I was 
I was way surprised that Brissett performed as good as he did. Listen, you, you know, you know what I always said. The Colts moving on from Brissett to Philip Rivers was one of the dumbest decisions they made because it handicapped it handicapped them the rest of the yeah, way through. Yeah, they, 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 never recovered they never recovered from that because no, and it's not like if Rivers played bad. It's not that he played bad. It's just this the the position they put themselves in. That hole they they can't climb out. Yeah, and then they compounded it by by bringing in Carson Wentz. So you know. Yeah, the, the the Carson Wentz uh, disaster, yeah. but um, yeah. Well, let's let's start talking about the Colts because it's the last stand for the Colts, who somehow can still make the playoffs at four, eight, and one because the NFC South is. I mean, the AFC South is still the AFC South. G- g- Lord knows this division just <laughs> just kill it with fire. Uh, but uh, like. You've you've got you've got the Colts last stand. They they could still technically make the playoffs. Don't 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 ask me all the scenarios of how to like how it needs to play out. But literally, they could still make the playoffs somehow if the Titans uh, mess up the, the the final stretch of the year. But the Titans have lost three straight. So yeah, it's still in the the the, the Jaguars and the Colts are still in play to win the division. The Lord knows this division. Oh. All right, but <laughs> yeah, that one with the Titans, uh, you can just forget the, the forget the guys that are playing on the field. You just go to the front office and you just put all the blame down there because they squeeze that team. Where all another team got to do is keep Henry honest, give him some yards, but keep him honest. Make sure. You start the box against them, and you can beat them. Yeah. So that happened Sunday gone. That's 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 why the GM got fired. Yeah, because <laughs> because the quarterback. It's not that he's a bad quarterback, but he's not a creative quarterback. So you gotta give him some kind of weapon. John Robinson got fired for being a cheapskate. He got fired for being a cheapskate because the you. because they they. They went. They went cheap with AJ Brown. He demanded a trade, and they flipped him for a first round pick. Not that Traylon Burks is a bad first round pick. He's a very talented wide receiver. He ain't going to be AJ Brown at least for another two years, if if he ever gets to that level. But you had a you had a Super Bowl contending team last year that got knocked out by the Bengals. You could have ran it back. And you opted to save money by not forcing Ryan Tannehill to renegotiate his contract, and then you still drafted a QB anyway to replace Tannehill. It, like th- this is this is how like idiotic the, 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 that entire offseason was run. They 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 pissed off Tannehill by saying, "Okay, you're not going to renegotiate your contract. We're going to draft your replacement." Well, he's pissed off anyway. You're, he knows he's probably on the chopping block next year. Is he going to be that engaged this year? Probably not. A.J. Brown can't get paid now because you couldn't get Tannehill to renegotiate the contract. So they still had to trade A.J. Brown. You handicapped this entire year, and you're going to have to blow up the team next year. Like, it, like it, it's just such... That's why the GM... He, Robinson had to get fired. He had to get fired for that. It's, it's, yeah, he, he dismantled the team, you know, 
from the front office. It's 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 the most ridiculous thing you, you ever want to see, because like I said, we all know Ryan, who Ryan Tannehill is. Okay, it's not like he's gonna win your games, but he's not gonna lose your games, and 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 he can help you win. But he needs help, and you saw that Sunday that. When they bottled up Derrick Henry, it's, it's been two weeks in a row when, when as soon as they cage Henry a little bit, they can't, they can't muster offense because it, you don't have anybody to stretch the field. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing how you, you know, you know, people talk about that in Green Bay that, oh, they didn't give Rodgers enough there and and they don't see that. I don't hear them making a much as much noise in in Tennessee, and it's more glaring there. Yeah, you know, it's it's because you know as good as Derrick Henry is, if if you have star defenders, good linebackers, you can control him. He'll get yards because okay, here's this Sunday. By the by the 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 end of the first half, he was already over a hundred yards. You know how many yards he got in the second half? I think he was under twenty. No, he only got like three yards. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was a rough it was a rough one. But the reason why the reason why is because they just crashed the box. The, the the team said we don't care what happened. He it, you got control him. And and they yes, it had that fluke fumble. It had that fluke fumble. Yeah, but they, but that 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 wasn't the reason why they couldn't run the ball. There was actually no space to run the ball. Yeah, it had that fluke fumble. Where it just bounced off and bounced into the guy's hand. Because if it if it bounces the right way, it goes out of bounds. They still have the first down, you know. But it went the other way, and it's just. It, they, they they never recovered from 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 that. They realized they start the box and that's it. That's it. There's no more offense to come here. Oh God! If if I keep seeing highlights of Donovan Mitchell this year, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna lose my mind. Like I'm tired of dealing with Knicks fans this year already. Like we're, we aren't even. We aren't even a third of the way through the year, and I'm tired of dealing with Knicks fans complaining about R.J. Barrett. You, the R.J. Barrett, you fought so hard to keep because you didn't want to trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. Like I, I like I can't wait for the season to be over. I, like like we're barely a third of the way through the year, and I I can't wait for the NBA season to be over because I'm tired. What, t- what are you complaining about? He scored twenty seven last night. Oh God, it's just it's like, you, 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 you don't like that. Oh man, it's like it's like they just show. They just show the highlights of how the Cavs come back and Donovan Mitchell being called the MVP. It's not, it's, and I keep telling people this, it's not the fact that Donovan Mitchell is scoring, like, averaging 30 a night. It's not, not that. It's the fact that you would have been actually further along in your rebuild to actually attract other prospective free agents down the line. This this is the thing that people don't see. They act as though, uh, well, well, we wouldn't have done this, or we wouldn't have. Done. I'm not saying that the Knicks was going to the playoffs, 
or, 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 or running far in the playoffs. The problem is this. If you had Jalen Bronson playing as good as he's playing, okay. If you have Donovan Mitchell with him, then you're looking, forget this year, you're looking at next year, if I add another piece, you know, you 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 get a good power forward, you know. You start you rebuild and then like you say, people would actually consider, hey wait a minute, maybe we could go to the Knicks because if I go and I add with so and so and so, yeah, maybe we can make some noise. We can do this, we can do that. You know, but you gotta start. But the Knicks are running in place. And yeah, okay, they win six games in a row. Uh, does it give you any confidence that we're going to be any better than we was? The Knicks any are the Knicks are are at best a six seed, at best. Like that, that, that is your best case scenario in the East. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc anyway all right well i got i got us off to- topic so uh that's on me but like all right so the, the colts against this fraudulent vikings team the vikings still winning games but man i can't wait to see when they get in uh, an awkward uh, matchup because they may actually win enough games to get the bye, but I can't wait to see when they actually have to go up against a real playoff team that can actually run the ball and put them in a bad uh, a bad situation because Kirk Cousins has not played well enough to be considered a legitimate contender. This is Justin Jefferson getting enough separation to make uh, make things manageable. But it's not a case of the Vikings looking dominant in any way, shape, or form. They were, the, the, the Vikings have talent. I'm not saying no. The problem is, every time you watch the Vikings play, they look so outright mediocre for vast stretches of the game you can't take them seriously at all. Like, and so it, 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 it's one where, yes, they should be able to beat bad teams. That's not the question. The question is, how the hell are they going to beat a good team? Look, let me tell you something. The, the Vikings is a team that walks around to me with false papers because, you know, uh, I was listening to Greeny one day talking about 
how um, we should we should give the Vikings more respect because of the amount of close games that they won. And I'm like, that's the reason why you don't give them respect because those are all matchups they should have won easily. Well, and not only that. All I do like, is like, like, see, the, 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 the thing is, like, people, the, the thing, the, the joke, the joke of it all is a team like the Giants that lacks talent in multiple positions all across the map. Yeah, you can't, you can say, I, I don't respect the Giants. Yeah, because the Giants are not talented at all. They, they no. get, they get by. But for a team like the Vikings, where you have talent, up and down the offense and on the defensive side, you should not be scraping by as many games as you do. They should have lost that game against the Saints in London. They should have lost that game. Yeah. But it's like, but they find ways of surviving. They should have lost against the Jets. The Jets cost themselves that game with some of their play calling down the stretch. But, but let me tell you something. The, the first time they played the Lions, they should have lost that game. Yes. They should have lost that game. You know? Because because people because people act as though that Cowboys game was an aberration. That wasn't an aberration. That's actually what happens when a good team actually executes against the Vikings. Like to me, the Vikings, while they should be better than what they are, they're not. To me, the Vikings are closer to the Giants than they are to the Eagles. Which is uh, not a good place to be. They should be better than they are, but they're not. Okay, let me show you something. If you take out some of those spectacular catches that Jeff, Je- Jefferson made, the, the, the Vikings might be treading water at 500. First of all, in that Buffalo game, some of those catches that he made, and, and, and I keep telling people, that one-handed catch that he made, if the defender tries to knock the ball down instead of trying to intercept it, that's an incomplete pass. But what he tried to do was intercept the ball because he's going at it with two hands while Jefferson is just going with one hand. And Jefferson just out-battles him and, and catches it with one hand. But if he just tries to knock, remember, you're a defender. Defend the ball. Knock it down. Your, your team is leading. Knock the ball down instead of trying to, to trying to catch it. So all these little things, and you might say, yeah, but they took advantage of it. Yeah, but you know what happens when people actually played straight? Last Sunday happens. Yeah, you know that 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 that's what happens. The, the game against the Commanders. What is Heineke doing trying to throw that pass? You're leading. You're leading. You need to you know run the ball and and take time off the clock. He he gave them a life with that interception. You know, like people don't remember these things. It's mistakes by the other team that bailed this Viking team out a lot of the time. Yeah. It's not that they, they that they were playing so great. People were making dumb mistakes. Dumb mistakes against them. You go back and check the 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 the, the, 
the, the first half of the season and, and, and a lot of those close wins they have. And you're going to see the mistakes yet. And yes, you're supposed to capitalize on the mistakes of the other team. Yes, I know. Because turnover, you got to win the turnover battle. But when the other team is making dumb turnovers, there's turnovers and then there's dumb turnovers. Yeah, you know. And the other teams were making dumb turnovers against this Viking team. You know, but they were winning the games and everybody only count wins. You see? So, you know, uh, as much as people, it's, it's, it's like it's like the, the thing with, with the Jalen Hurts thing. With well, he's not doing, well, you know what he's not doing? He's not turning the ball over. He's not making dumb plays. Might not make spectacular plays, but he's not making dumb plays. That, 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 you know, people don't realize that's the hallmark of Tom Brady's career, you know. It's not that he made all these spectacular plays. It's he never made dumb plays down, going down the stretch, you know. So he had to, you always have to have your absolute A game against him in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So the, I, I, the, I have no confidence in this Viking team. No confidence at all. I, if if I was a betting man, I would have money on the Lions last week because I think. Oh yeah, that, I I I I definitely love the Lions last week, and, and and here here's the thing, as as much as I make fun of Matt Ryan, the Viking secondary still gives up uh, yards like a sieve. Like, you had Mike White lighting this secondary up. You had Jared Goff lighting this secondary up. You still got Jonathan Taylor to run the ball in between the tackles. Like, the Colts can win this game. Even though the Colts aren't any good, they can win this game. It's not an out-of-real possibility that the Colts pull off the upset here. Like, like to me, my thing is the Colts... uh, you got the Colts at uh, uh, plus four. You're at, you're telling me the Vikings are covering this game and 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 winning by more than a field goal. I, I don't like it. It's like I, I don't want to touch the Vikings out of this. I'd ra- I'd rather I'd rather just uh, take the Colts or throw it into a teaser and just tease the uh, tease it uh, up to a double digit uh, spread. But like to me, like I think the Colts could win this game because this Vikings team gives up yards, and you know that. You know that the uh, the Vikings, if you put pressure on Kirk Cousins to make plays, chances are he's going to have a screw-up here and there. So to me, I, I think the pressure's more on the Vikings of let's lock down this uh, top seed, and this is a perfect trap game. Uh, to me, I'd be more on the, the Colts side. Not that because I like the Colts. It's because I, I see the flaws of this uh, Vikings team, and how they can actually uh, 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 be exploited. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like uh, uh, so we'll wrap up with like the 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 uh, the Miami the game in Buffalo. I, I, I and we talked about this before the show. I, I don't like this spot for Miami in the slightest. Waddle's still banged up. It's at night. It's gonna be cold. The field's going to be hard. You know, you know what happened in the last game. Buffalo should have won that that game in Miami. They got sloppy in the second half because that's what Buffalo does. They get they get very careless and lackadaisical, 
and they got and they, and they bit him in the ass. Tua should have never been allowed back in that game because I uh, he got the concussion in that game. How like they could say whatever they they could say it was uh, back back contusion that led to him stumbling and like all all, all the other BS they want to say. He had a concussion. Like he like he, he was he 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 was wobbly. He recovered. It was a flash recovery. And and he he could still play, but it doesn't change the fact that he got a concussion. Doesn't change oh, it. Yeah. Doesn't and, change it. And 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 defensive players have been suffering since then because they put in all those new rules with with the you can't you can't land on the guy and you can't lift, you know it's it's for all all of this because they screwed up and put him back in the game and and he got he got injured again uh, 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 two weeks later. No, not two weeks later. Five days later. That's the problem. It, 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 like it, it's a league. It's a league screw up. It was four days later. They put a. They put him back in on Thursday night football, which was insanity. Yeah, and they, and they figured out a way to punish the defensive the defense players for it. Uh, and, you know, you, you can't you can't you can't throw him down. You can't do this and you can't do that. When it should not have been any of that. It should have been your fault for not keeping him out of the game and not letting him play that Thursday night game. It's, it's, it's uh, some of the dumbest things, you know. But they figure out a way to, to excuse them and, and blame it on the defensive players. Yeah. You know. But from my standpoint, the reason why I look at this, Buffalo can't screw around anymore. They cannot screw around anymore. Division's on the line here. Like, if Buffalo uh, locks this game down... They're going to win the division because the, even though they they messed around uh, with so, uh, so, some of their games, they, they're going to be ahead enough of the Dolphins and Jets that they should be able to lock down the AFC East if they, if they win tonight. To me, like at a certain point, Buffalo got to start taking this seriously about what they want to do, and that's win the Super Bowl. It starts with getting uh, getting a win like tonight because to me – I don't like this Miami squad right now with the injuries that they're racking up. You need Waddle healthy. The reason why they came back in that game against Buffalo the first go-round was Waddle. Uh, the Bills had Tyreek pretty well contained, and for the most part, they have been containing Tyreek even because uh, they're, they're so accustomed to him being on the Chiefs that they kind of use the same game plan where they go to too high, and they're forcing you to try to run the ball. The problem I see with the Dolphins is they haven't been committing to the run game. So, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, like, you've got uh, Jeff Wilson is, is uh, seems doubtful to play. They think it might be, they think it might be Mostert, but Mostert's banged. Like, the, the Dolphins have injuries at multiple positions, especially at running back as well. Both yeah. their running backs are banged up, and they don't run the ball enough. Uh, you know, I I have major reservations about the Dolphins today because I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, well, you know, if if both your running backs are kind of banged up, I don't trust Jeff Wilson to be healthy. Mostert's banged up. You're not committing to the run anyway. How exactly... Are you planning on because if if the plan is to just keep chucking it and hope Tyreek beats the Bills over the top, I, to me I think it's another 
a long night because uh, the Chargers game, you know, last week, I'm watching this game against the Chargers, and I'm saying to myself, the Chargers backups are playing better than the Chargers starters, which, again, is, is a reflection of how dumb the Chargers coaching staff is. But that's another topic for another day. But there were still opportunities to run the ball up front because of the way the looks the Chargers were giving them. They were going to give them the run game, and Miami didn't want to run the ball. So if you can't run against one of the worst run defenses in the entire league, how the hell am I supposed to expect you to run the ball against one of the best run defenses in the league? Because the Bills, when they give up rushing yards, it's when they're up. It's not when they're de- when it's a close game. It, you have to get your rushing yards when uh, when the, the Bills are up a couple of scores on you, and they're willing to let you get those yardage to uh, to uh, bleed the clock. It's hard to run the ball against the Bills, but the Bills are going to force the Dolphins to run the ball because I think they're going to make sure Tyreek cannot get any uh, one one on one without help over the top. So yeah. they're they're gonna get the too high look, and they're gonna Miami's gonna need to be able to run the ball. I'm not in, entirely trusting Miami's uh, rushing game right now, given the injuries, and it's it's a it's an issue because to me, I I know people expect this to be a close game. It's a division game. Don't get me wrong, but this over uh, is at for, uh, 44 points. But the Bills are expected. Uh, I got. I have got a, a, a seven and a half point spread because even Vegas is looking at this game, saying we think the Bills are going to take control tonight. And I'm having some issues with the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins are not looking that strong heading into this matchup, and their style of play is not conducive to a cold night in Buffalo. Where it's windy and it's gonna be and it's likely to be snowing tonight. Yeah. But my, I look. I think that the 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 Dolphins are gonna be one of these teams that is gonna leave the playoffs early. I'm I'm telling you because look tonight is gonna tell me a lot about that coach because teams have figured out that if we play those receivers really tight so that you don't get separation, you put a guy over the top with Tyreek Hill, we can control him. He'll get, he'll get, he'll get a thing, but he won't beat us with those, you know, long passes. Yeah, so, but because it, it's, it's it, like, again, the, the weather could change, but it's Buffalo. When they say there's going to be lake effects and they're expecting heavy snow, that they 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 don't they're not, they're not saying it's three to five inches. When they say heavy snow in Buffalo, they're talking ten to fifteen inches. Yeah, when yeah. they say heavy snow, like like I, I like I want people to understand that the, the the your idea of snow and Buffalo ideas of snow are very different. So when they say it's going to be snowing during the game, like this should be uh, covering the field. Like Miami's going to need to be able to uh, run the ball. They're going to need to be able to run. I, I don't know. I don't know. They they have the commitment to run the ball 30, uh, 30 plus times tonight. Yeah, but here's the problem. People's talking about the snow. 
Snow have nothing to do with it being cold. The problem is not just snow. It's as if it's cold. Because in Buffalo, more often than not, it's freezing and windy. It's not always because of the snow. Yeah, I know it snows a lot in Buffalo, but it's not just the snow. It's the cold. You understand? And when you meet weather, when you have cold weather, you always hear them talk about it. You know, um, because, uh, who was this? Who was this? Oh, Ryan Clark was saying that, you know, they were playing the San Diego Chargers at the time. And they were warming up on the sideline, you know, and, and everybody, the Chargers guys, was kind of huddled together trying to be closer. And, and James Harrison was laughing because he was, he had his shirt off. He just had on the the sweat, the um, the T-shirt, and he's like, "If they, if that's worrying them now, we're gonna kill him in this game." And they blew them out. It's 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 a big thing. It's it's a big thing. It, it's when it's cold, you have to be able to run the ball and 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 really, you know, if you can't do that, it's a problem. It's a problem, yeah. you know, because cold and wind, it it, it, it it freaks you out. I never forget that 1985 playoff game, the Giants playing Chicago. And and Phil Simpson and I still talk about that. You know, Sean Landetta went to, to, to make a punt and the, the wind blew. The, he, he just sliced it because the wind blew the ball when, when he went to punt. They couldn't. They couldn't run the ball enough because Chicago had that that stout, you know, front 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 seven, and it, it, the Giants just couldn't. We couldn't go like this because we control the ball. Yeah. So if you can't run the ball in cold weather, if if you don't have a really good running game in cold weather, that's the one you're gonna lose that game. I'm telling you. Yeah. I I just to me normally I like see like say like the divisional game should be close. This this is just not lining up the right way. It's like if I like if Miami wasn't as banged up with Waddle, I I'd feel a little bit better that like they could try to manage with a short passing game. But Miami gonna have to try to get creative, and to me this. This is lining up like the game that they struggled mightily against the 49ers. I look at it like this is what the game they had against the 49ers is the game I'm expecting them to have tonight where they just can't figure out how to move the ball right. and Tua is looking is going to look frustrated. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm just looking I'm just saying it's like I don't know where they're really running the ball tonight. Uh like that's the way they should be approaching it. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna run thirty plus times tonight, and I don't think they're prepared for it. Uh, whereas on the other hand, uh, I think the Bills realize that James Cook is actually better than Devin Singletary. Not that Singletary's bad, but James Cook he may not be as uh, he may not be as good as his brother Dalvin Cook on a, a Vikings, but he's looking pretty good as a, a, a back who can carry the ball twenty times a game. So to me, I think the Bills are going to try to bludgeon them and break them early. I think they're going to run it down the throat. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's what they should do. You Be, know, because the the, the way the way the 
because the way the Bills took it to the uh, took it to New England, when you uh, if you remember how they handled that playoff game against New England uh, early on in the playoffs last year, and how they yeah. just spanked New England, I think that's how they're going to approach this game. I think they're going to they're going to uh, ram it and try to blow them out early. Uh, like I'm like uh, my fear for this game is. If it starts going off the rails early for Miami, they may just look to tap out. It's like, it's going to be cold, snowing. Like, if Buffalo clicks early and they don't screw around the, the way they usually do with games, they they finish the job in the first half the way that they were they thought they were going to do the last time they played in Miami. Yeah, I know. Well, well you know, um, even though I like Josh Allen, I've always liked him. But I thought this season, I don't know if it's like the head in the clouds, you know. Everybody yeah, it's the MVP talk. Jeff, Allen has made some dumb mistakes this season. It, it, it's the it, it's the that, that Vikings game, he still got to show me what he was trying to do with that foot interception. I'm telling you, it, 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 is, it is the... It is you the know. MVP talk. I said it from the outset. People were call, already crowning him the MVP before the season even started. Like, I, I, you know, he made, I mean, some dumb plays. Dumb plays at that game. And, yeah, you slam your helmet down and all that. I want to hear that shit. Yeah, you know? So, it's, it's he's got he's to gotta get out of that where... Stop beating yourself. That's that's the problem. I, I you know, he's got to show me, you know, uh, you got to stop beating yourself in late in those games. Yeah. So, if, if he can do that, I think they 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 this will be an easy game for them tonight. I I I, I don't see this game as close as people are thinking because I think. That Miami team. Yeah, well, well the the the, the, the the public's taking the Miami side, uh, like the 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 because they see the line being a little bit wide, and they they think that game could be, uh, it 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 could it could be way close. And I'm looking at it, I'm saying the more this game keeps uh keeps looking at it, I I get a, I'm I'm getting. I'm getting I'm getting nervous about this game getting out of hand early. Like that that's that's the only thing with the nightcap. I, I look at it and I say to myself, this may not be this may not be the game we we, we hope to have where it's competitive. I, I'm a little concerned. I am a little concerned. You, you, you want you want me to give you a joke? I know we didn't talk about this, but that San Francisco game. I saw it going this, the, just the way it went. I did not see how Miami could keep up. And, and I, I, can, I can tell you this, you know, with, with all of the people, and I know I, the Eagles are good, but that San Francisco team, unless they get injuries, unless they get injuries, if, if, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I know that guy is never going to win a Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl, because I still don't see well, teams 
are going to play defense against this team. Well, the the one thing I'll say that is complicates it is Debo. The Debo Samuel injury with uh uh let's rec- like because of his uh uh, because of uh, because of the injury, you know, they, yeah, like he's gonna be. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Unless San Francisco is really really dumb, Debo don't see the field until we in the playoffs. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No, there's no question. He's done for the regular season. Yeah, I I keep him out, and depending on who we have in the first round game, I even keep him out then too. Because if we can't beat this team without Debo. When we meet the, the tougher teams, you know, we won't make it. But I'm telling you, barring injuries, if this guy don't win a Super Bowl with this team, because if you watch this team on offense, you really show me how you lining up a defense against this team. They can run the ball straight with, 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 with anybody. And they they can they can have play action plays that will drive you up the wall with, with, with these guys. It's unfair for a team to have Debo Samuel and still have Kittle and still have Juszczyk and still have McCaffrey. You, you have no idea because the quarterback doesn't have to get back there. To, and this is why you know I told people before that it's not Jimmy G. They can do this with somebody else. Yeah. They can do It's not the, This is one thing that I can show people. It's the system, not the guy. Because I'm telling well, you, if you think you're going to take Brock Purdy and put him on the Giants and he's going to look that good. No, but well, 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 this, this is what I was going to This This is what I was going to say. I kept telling, I, I keep saying this to people. Daniel Jones could run the 49ers offense and look very good oh, doing it. He, he could look like Tom Brady. Especially the way he can run. Yeah, like like Daniel Jones could look good with a jet. Like it's not that Dan, it's not that Daniel it's not that Daniel Jones is good. It's that with that system and those uh those players you could actually disguise it because you don't need to be a great passer of the ball. But if you can be a little bit mobile and just pick out a couple of short passes, yeah, you can run that offense. It's 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 discipline. You know, they 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 want you to do certain things, and and you you do it this way, we got it's gonna work, and and that's 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 the way they run that offense. You know, and and I'm telling you. I, I, you know, when people talked about Jimmy G, and when that guy came in, and, and people was like, "Oh, they don't know," and I'm like, "Oh, you don't know? I know. It's not Jimmy G. It's the system, <laughs> you know." But that's why I say, if he don't win a Super Bowl this year, maybe he's never gonna win one, you know, because every now and then he gets a little too cute. You know, I, I always remember that that Atlanta Super Bowl with the Patriots, and that's one he got over cute. You know. Well, well, he 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 got he got cute, but it was also Matt Ryan choking. Well, 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 wait, you, 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 let me tell you something. 
with all the nonsense that went on in that game. One play, and they win the Super Bowl. Mark Ryan, for an experienced quarterback, cannot take that sack. It's inexcusable. Cannot. You tell college quarterbacks things like this. You cannot take that sack. The things you can't do. You can't do it, and you can't take a sack. You you don't want to throw the ball out of bounds because you don't want to stop the clock, and you can't take a sack. And what does he do? He takes a sack. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah. And he had time to get rid of that ball. My number. And you can watch it again. He had time to get rid of the ball. Oh, without question. All right, Callie, before I let you go, um, uh, I got to get your thoughts on the World Cup because you got a more controversial view of the World Cup in general than most people. Um, because we got Argentina and France, and the narrative that it keeps annoying the hell out of me is the fact that people talk about this as, well, if Messi wins this World Cup, you know, this settles the debate of who the GOAT is. And I want to say to those people, exactly how are we measuring the benchmark of Messi being the GOAT when he's played in more international games than most people ever will, and has failed in most international competitions. The club competitions have become so much more prevalent in the modern era than what you used to have with Champions League and everything. Like, those weren't things 30, 40 years ago. This is a modern thing. So everyone keeps trying to apply an entirely different game of soccer, an entirely different economic view of soccer, because soccer was not the... The money pit, uh, the, the just the money generator that it is today, where you can get all these other competitions. We're gonna get another World Cup for club teams. That's not Champions League, but the it's gonna be the World Cup of club soccer, like whatever the hell that means. Coming in, in a couple of years, it's like you're gonna, gonna get all these random ass competitions, and so it's not a knock on Messi, but it's a knock on the fact that we have almost zero historical context being used in our sports analysis, especially in soccer. And it's not just the American broadcast. This is a, 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 a penalty flag on basically everyone. Cause I think everybody's sucking at like doing this, a uh, proper soccer uh, uh, coverage in a historical context. The, the, the thing that, that, that really pisses me off. Okay is that I, I hear people who I think should know better. Uh, and look, I hate this, this thing with um, just saying somebody's the greatest and comparing them to this and that. Look, my idea of the greatest is, I always say, is when you start seeing people do things that you never saw before consistently. You know, uh, uh, I, before Dr. J started flying, like, from, you know, from the free throw line, nobody ever did that before. When he started doing that, he was the most graceful thing I ever saw. You know, uh, so you, you have these guys, you know, like that. And I always say, it's... You always tell us, though, well, you don't like this person. 
you know, like people might say, you don't like Messi. I don't have anything against Messi. He comes out there and he plays to the best of his ability. And he, Messi can only play within the system that he has. But that don't mean I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you when you tell me he's the greatest soccer player that you ever saw. I, 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 I'm 71 years old. I saw young Pele. I saw Garantia. You understand? So don't tell me about these, these things. I saw Adiles. I saw Kempes. You see? So don't tell me. And these are Argentinians. I, I, I always tell people, Messi is not even the best Argentinian that I ever saw play soccer. Well, so, well, you, 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 well, well, well see, well, see here's, here's the other problem. And I think, it, it, again, it goes back to the historical context. Because when it comes down to, like, Messi, the only other name he gets compared to is Maradona. Like, like no one actually knows, like, anything about Argentina soccer uh, bef- uh, before Maradona. Like, it's only Maradona, and then anyone else out there, it's, it's Messi. No, no, no. I always think Maradona is the best Argentinian I ever saw. I, I, I always thought that. He was strong. He was, you couldn't. You see, there's the other problem I have why I don't like to compare things. The world of soccer has changed. To me, uh, a game I played and loved, I think it's like a girly game now. Guys get, they get bounced and they hold their, their ankles when they got hit on the head or they hold their head when they got hit on their ankles. They throw themselves on the ground and, and whine with pain like they, hey, when when Pele and them was playing, that was no foul. He just he get bounced off the ball. He get bounced off the ball. You you had to protect your ball, you know. So it, it's not that I am against these guys, but and I don't mind people saying they're really good and they're great and what. I don't have a problem. But as soon as you start telling me about and I see this word, I want to get rid of it. Goat. You know, I, 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 I hate it. I absolutely hate it because people, and, and it's unfair to the sportsman because he doesn't call himself the greatest. It's the, the, the critics and, oh, he's, this one is the greatest. And they, 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 it's nonsense. It's nonsense. You know, the World Cup finals now, I mean, and anybody, go back and watch the 1970 World Cup Finals. Or go back and watch the, 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 the 1974 World Cup Finals between the Dutch and, and the Germans. I mean, you watch these games and you tell me that this game where they have nowhere, they, they, they go to the, 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 to the half line and next thing you know, they're, they're passing the ball back to the goalkeeper and everything is possession now, possession. With possession with, 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 with no forward movement, you know, and 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 and, and the, the I mean the the absolute bad defense play that I see in these games it's it's like it's it's ridiculous, you know, bad mistakes by the goalkeepers, things that uh, a goalkeeper in high school shouldn't be. Mistake that he shouldn't be making, 
It's, you know, it, it just drives me up the wall. It's it. it look, look, look at simple things like, like 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 I have a problem with penalties. No, everybody, it's it's you trying to trick the goalkeeper. You trying to run up. They should stop that. It should be like it used to be. You spot the ball, you run up, you kick the ball. And goalkeepers never used to be able to save penalties. It used to score all the time because the guy used to hit him, hit him with power into the corner. You not getting down there at that ball. But now everybody tries to slide it in with the side of their foot, you know. And the goalkeepers always, a lot of times, huh, once they guess right, they'll get it. You know, it's it's it's. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, you know. And I feel sorry for the players because, like I say, uh, with Messi, it's, it's like either he's a hero or the villain. And I don't find it should be like that. Because some some people think he gets too much praise and some people think he don't get enough praise. It's not that. It's just the, the, everything with the internet. Now, everybody's an expert. And... Like 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 I say with basketball, if you listen to some of these guys talk, you would swear basketball was born in 1990. <laughs> it, yeah. It's it's amazing. They they exclude everything. All those great Celtics teams, the great Laker teams, nobody like like nobody ever remembers stuff like that. You know, I I and it it, it pisses me off. It absolutely pisses me off the way the way they talk. Oh, this one should be on the all. The it should be on Mount Rushmore. To hell with the Mount Rushmore because you know what? Un, unless you're gonna change the rules and let everybody play under the same rules, I don't want to hear that shit. You know because a simple thing like boxing. You want to talk about the greatest? Are you gonna go send him back to five fifty rounds? I, I don't want to hear this. You know, stop it. Just let's enjoy the thing. And you can say a guy is great, but stop it with the this one is the goat and this one is the there's a, if Messi wins the World Cup, he'll be cemented as the greatest player of all time. And guess what's gonna happen? Ten years from now, when Messi's an old guy, somebody up front there is going to be saying the same nonsense exactly. about a guy who's probably much less talented than him, be but has more the same thing as he has the but, internet. But you, but you know why? Because they don't want to do context. They don't want to do nuance. They want to have arguments. They want to do the embrace debate. They want to do the the Stephen A. Smith, the uh, the Skip Bayless arguments where. So one guy takes one side, the other guy takes the other. It's like, this is why this guy's the greatest. No, this is why this guy's the greatest. They don't want to do the context of what did they do in their era? What did they kind of break? No, they don't want to have that combo. They don't want to do nuance. Nuance yeah, doesn't know. sell, Pop. It's like, it's like I, I heard Steve Young the other day saying, he was talking about the Cowboys and, and whatever. And he said something that I agreed with. He said the Cowboys are famous for no good reason. <laughs> America's team, the star, he said they are famous for no good reason. And that's why year after year they disappoint because they're not supposed to be where they put them. <laughs> you understand? 
So it's 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 ridiculous. I I I'm telling you. Sometimes I get so ticked off listening to the radio with with soccer, with 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 basketball, with football, and, and the way people and people who you supposed to be in, in authority because you know people you always think that well a guy's on the radio he's on TV he's got a new wall no he doesn't no he doesn't a lot of times they they, they tend to be more trolls they they, yeah. they 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 like to be more provocateur than actually explain the knowledge that they do have about the game itself um, look let me tell you something it have certain guys when they go and they're going because John Madden's gone and you know you know a, a lot of these other older guys when they're gone that's all we're gonna have is uh, uh, like you said these trolls that that the player that they think that they like that's what you're gonna that's what they're gonna be feeding you you understand? They're not actually feeding you things from the sport. They take things from what they think. Uh, that that that's how it's gonna be because that's one. Of, like I said, that's one of the problems I have now. You know, and I always tell people, talent alone can be greatness. You understand? Talent alone can it can, it can be greatness because if it was, if it was that. Guys like David Thompson and them would be some of the greatest basketball players we ever saw. They had some of the greatest talent, but it wasn't because they had no discipline. You know, so, but but if I'm a, if I'm a, a, a commentator and I have some influence, I could start telling you that this so-and-so was this and so-and-so was that, you know. So, I, look, I hope it's a good game tomorrow. It's not like I'm going to be running under the TV to watch it because there's going to be NFL football too. But um, I just hope it's a good game because uh, the last couple of World Cups, they were underwhelming for me. The last couple of finals. They were very underwhelming finals. So I, I hope, I hope I get a really good, a really good game. You know, uh, the the quarterfinals and the semifinal games were much better than some of the others. So I'm hoping that the that final tomorrow, it should be a good final. It should be a good final. Mbappe against Messi, which that's the way they always frame it, which I don't because... It's that it's that it, it's it's that French back line versus the the couple of forwards that Argentina's going to uh, roll out there if Di Maria or Saul Alvarez like cuz Messi's going to try to be try to pick some of those guys out uh, you know I I, I want to see if France uh, keeps Konate back in there because he's a better uh, defensive uh, place with the uh, Udo Pencampo who who was just getting cooked most of the tournament, like I, I think Konate should have been playing the entire way through. Like yeah. uh, to, to me, the French, uh, the French backline looked way better uh, in in the semifinals than they had in most of the tournament. It's like why are some of these guys not starting? Uh, like to me, 
I, I, I think like some of these guys should have been playing ahead of Pavard and whatnot. It's like, uh, well, it, it's, it's the same thing. Like I say, while people are talking about Messi, I think Alvarez is the guy. If I'm France, is the guy I'm worried about. Yeah, like I, I think, I think realistically, between the the, the squad, like I think the difference makers for Argentina. Yeah, it's it's messy, but I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at Enzo Fernandez and I'm looking at Alvarez. Like I think those are the the, the X factors in the matchup. Can they and when they have the ball in space, can they cause enough enough disruption for France that they have to like kind of peel off? Because if France can advance forward and get Mbappe loose where Griezmann doesn't have to track back and they can just keep pinging the ball and go, fo- go, go, go. To me, this becomes, I think Fran- France takes, uh, I think France takes it uh, pre- pretty heavily if they can just keep attacking. If, Fra- if France can blitz, if France is allowed to blitz without feeling the fear of getting punished, I think France, uh, I think France puts up a couple of goals and this is not that close of a game. I think it comes down to when Argentina has possession, can they put the fear into France that no, you actually have to be responsible with your attack and and be more respectful of what we can do on the counter? Because yes, do I think Argentina is going to have the possession uh, quite often? Yes, I actually do think Messi's they're going to let Messi have the ball. But when France sees an opportunity to just go for it, I think France is going to pull uh, pull the trigger. Uh, more than people are expecting them to do. I think people think this game's going to start out slow and no one's going to make a move. I think France is going to try to press the advantage early if they think they they see an opening with Argentina and don't let Argentina settle into the game. Yeah. And the, 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 the other thing Argentina's got to watch is that Mbappe, he's not waiting to get right inside that uh, the, the score he is shooting from outside and he hits it really good you know so if if, if he's in, if, if he's around the 18 yard box look out he, he, he can he can hit it you know so they they, they gotta be they're gonna have to they're gonna have to watch that because he 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 hits it, and and uh, the other problem they have with him is that he draws so much attention to himself when he's in the box that it allows because you saw it with um, that that first goal that they score that that ball just rolled on the the, the other for he got a gift, you know. But it was because of the amount of attention Mbappe was getting, you know. So like I say, I hope it's a good game, but uh, you know, I I like I say, so- soccer drives me up the wall sometimes with with the way how it's played now, you know. Uh, so I, I hope we don't get one of those, you know, because everything is analytics now. Uh, um, oh, um, so-and-so had so much and so much of the possessions. But for some reason, with all that possession they had, the goalkeeper was only required to make one thing. And, and the save they're talking about is a ball that rolled back to him. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't, I don't, um, 
I I don't I don't I I don't go crazy because I think what happens now is that when they roll out all the statistics, you if you didn't see the game, you kind of like, oh my god, that game must be really really good because look, oh they dominated them. No, they did. They just held the ball. <laughs> it's not like they were pressing the other team. They was just, they just held possession of the ball. Spain is famous for that. You know, like so much and so much of the possessions, but they didn't do anything with it. And it, that that just drives me crazy now. You know, with with with, with thing. Um, I guess I'm I'm too old for the analytics. I know. Soccer was about when forwards pick up the ball, they come forward. That's why they call it forwards. They come forward and <laughs> challenge your defenders. Hey, Kelly, we, we've had this discussion about Erling Holland and that he might be the last striker left in the game of soccer. We've had this. We've had this conversation. Yeah, he looks. You know, people talk about him. Oh, he's a hey. All he's doing. Is what he's supposed to do. You're a, you're a striker. Don't allow them to, to keep your mark here in the in the box easily. He bullies his way. When he gets the ball, he sticks his elbows out and he makes room for himself. And he get and he don't care if the ball comes off his shin, if it comes off his studs. If if that ball is coming across the box, I am getting some part of my boot or something to it. And it doesn't matter if it rolls in or whatever. It goes over the line, it's a goal. All of them is, is, is power shots in, in the box scores. You, you never can tell. It's a goal. And that's what I like about him. He doesn't care if it comes in the air. He gets it with his head. He, anything, anything. That's, that's how, it, that was a, how a striker was. If anybody ever saw Gert Muller play that's that's how he scored all those goals. He never anything. Don't make a mistake in the box. He's gonna score. You know, Kenny Daglish. Anybody who ever watched it, Premier League, but it wasn't Premier League in those days. But Kenny Daglish, I said, how that little guy can score all those goals? Don't make a mistake in the box. Don't make a mistake in the box. He'll score. Ian Rush, another guy. You know. These guys were deadly goal scorers. And, and and everything wasn't that they dribbled and they dribbled and they score. No, it comes it comes in the box, they'll put it away. They, they, they never used to have much near misses. <laughs> there wasn't much near misses with those guys. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I have seen so many people, and the reason I know some, these, some of these people are good is some of these people's guys that I I hated. I everybody in Manchester United I hated. And George Best was I mean that guy could that guy could just dribble that ball and he was so good. And I used to always want him to fail. And that's how I know because yeah. I, I used to always root against him. Yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't want to disrupt your train of thought, but like you, you were, uh, before the show uh, recorded, you wanted to talk through the sequence he had against Benfica, because like you wanted to talk through that one. Um, I'm telling you, well, it, it was, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was. You know, it was still, you know, it, 
all the TVs in my country in Trinidad was black and white in those days. So, you know, I was watching that European Cup final and yeah, he made a, a solo run. It was an extra time because the game went into extra time. And, you know, he's, he made a solo run that, <laughs> let me see. It, it has solo runs that I always talk about. Talk about. Tastao did one, did it twice in 1970, in the 1970 World Cup. Once against England, and the other one was against Mexico. Uh, George Best did it in, in that European Cup fight. Maradona did it in the 86 World Cup, uh, uh, where you just have that ball as like a string, and it just you just going by people. Is that why? Is, how come somebody can't tackle him? And it's like, you know, they just, and George Best just like weave and weave and weave and weave. And you, you tell him, says, somebody's going to tackle him, somebody. And just slides it in the goal. It was one of the best. Ever. And like I tell you, all the way through that, I was rooting, kick him down, kick him down. I, 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 I want to say that was 68, but I could be wrong. Uh, no. European Cup final, yeah, yeah, it could be 68. It could be 68 because that was the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the first English team to win the European Cup final. Because in those days, Real Madrid on them was, you know, there was something else, uh, yeah. So, I, um, think, but I know that it was Manchester United's first. You know, and I was I was actually rooting for Benfica, but you see me on them. You know, I, I was I was rooting for them, yeah, and and but yeah, they beat them. You know, the game was it 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 was one one at full time, and it went into extra time, and I think Manchester beat them three to one or something like that. Yeah. But George Best, that last goal, I mean, if you ever see, if you ever get that highlight, you can watch it. I mean, you won't get it as clean as you get it now because it's the old thing with probably grainy looking and thing. But, man, he was something else, you know. And, and this, is, this is one of the problems I have with soccer now. Soccer, in my days, you had these great dribblers. Garantia, George Bess, you know, uh, there was a Yugoslavian called Puskas, a Hungarian called Puskas. Those guys could just weave with that ball. You don't see that anymore. Guys don't, don't you know, because as great as Pelé was, Pelé could, could dribble, but he was the, the Brazilians. Garantia and was always better. Pelé was just the better all wrong player. He was a he was good at everything, you know. So that's why they called him the greatest because they could do things, but there's things he could do that people couldn't. They didn't used to see it before, and, and that, that's why I always say Pele was the greatest thing I ever saw, you know. But um, you don't see, and that's why I think you don't have good defenders no more. I don't think the forwards, I don't think the forwards now put the defenders on 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 uh, on the defensive enough, you know, to make them as good as they should be. You know, I think guys get beat now easy. 
you know, but forwards don't run at them. Yeah. If if you go back and look at that, the last good guy I saw with, with taking care of defenders was in that 1978 World Cup. Argentina had a guy called Kempes. If he's if he gets that ball with two guys with two guys in front of him, it's a goal. He he had one of the best crossover dribbles to get rid of two two defenders that you can see. Because when he goes one two, that third one is a shot. And most of all, uh, most of the time, it's in the back of the net. He would just beat round one guy, round the other, and hit one time. Yeah, he was the last good guy I saw doing that. You know, but um, I, 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 I think the standard of football has gone down. Maybe people might 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 wanna commit me to a sanitarium for that because the only soccer is, and they see so much of it now. Uh, it's, it's, you know, look, to me, the standard of soccer has gone down. I think the standard of basketball has gone down. Baseball and football. And if, you know, and I guess everybody's gonna, gonna tell me I'm old fashioned and that was too dangerous and yeah, 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 you could be right. You could be right because you can't throw bean balls and thing anymore, and you know. So yeah, you could be right safety wise, but I think those guys were better. I think, I think all the sports now, yes, they're doing things for the safety, but I think people take advantage and they are. Very hey, soft. hey, Callie, are you are you trying to say that Anthony Davis leaving another game last night was a a sign well, of being I soft? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You know, I I I I watched the thing and I, I said, uh oh, street clothes. <laughs> street clothes. <laughs> Look. The best I nickname said, ever. It's I know best. people are gonna say, you old fashioned guys, that's why guys are walking with canes and why everything of course you may be walking with a cane too, you don't know yet. Yeah, because maybe something else. But I'm telling you, uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous the the way things are now with with with, with some of these players. I, nobody plays through anything, you know. And is he hurt? Yeah, he may be hurt. He may be hurt. But Jesus Christ, man, you you gotta be kidding me. Are you injured? There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. And, they're, they're like, uh, some of these guys, it's 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 clearly obvious that they are not looking to do what they, they, they want to do to, like, be competitive on a nightly basis. Like, that's the truth. Look, let me tell you something, eh? And like I said, I'm glad people are getting the money and thing. But... You got to tell me, what is the point of I having Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback? Has he ever really gone through a season without being on the injured list three, four, five games? Well, I know in the last, in the last five to six years, he hasn't, he hasn't made it. The only time he's not on the injury list is if he's on the side, the sideline with a, with, with a clip with a clipboard and I'm surprised somebody didn't run into him and injure him on the sideline 
It's it's absolutely ridiculous. You can't be that soft. You can't be that soft. I mean, your team, there's guys out there depending on you, and 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 you you don't want to play through anything at all. I I I I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. I mean, Daniel Jones gets injured. How the hell you can't play more than three snaps? Next thing I hear, the backup backup quarterback is playing. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I know I'm watching Red Zone, but they don't go away for that long. How the hell the next quarterback is it? Next thing I hear, he's injured too. He's a, he has a concussion. It's ridiculous. Will you play three plays? It's, 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 it's hard. It's hard, Kelly. What can I say? It's hard. Well, if it wasn't hard, everybody would do it. I'd, I'd go on, your, <laughs> on, on Sundays. There's a reason why it's only a chosen few. It's, I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I, I, and like I say, I may sound like an old fogey, but I... Look, it's the reason why people pay to come and watch you or sit at home and watch you, and they're not just, you know, in Central Park watching guys play play tag football. There's a reason for that, because it's only a few can do it. You know, if it was easy, we all would be doing the same damn thing. So, I don't know. So... Like I say, I hope it's a good game tomorrow. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, you know, but stop it with the if certain things happen. Okay. Let's let's say it like this, okay? France wins the World Cup tomorrow. Where's Mbappe in being the greatest? Because he will already have two and two in a row. Where do you put him? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Messi hasn't even won one. He has been in a final already. He hasn't won one World Cup. Okay. Where does that leave him? You're embracing the debate, Kelly. <laughs> you know, if you want to, but it. Pelé uh, has never lost a World Cup. Any World Cup he has been in, they've won. So, you're telling me if he wins one, yeah, yeah, and, 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 oh, by the way, Pelé only played in three World Cups. Okay? And one, no, four. But you can't really count because in two of them, he was injured. He started, but he didn't finish. He didn't finish the 66 World Cup because he, they, 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 they damaged him. And I think it's the 50... What is it, 54? Uh, or the 56 World Cup, he got injured... In the early rounds, and they went on. Brazil went on to win, but he he wasn't a part of it. He he, he I mean he, he he was on the team, 
but he didn't play for long. He got injured early. And that Garantia and Garantia and Vava and them took over that World Cup and just ran away with it. You know. So so, you know, but he was there in fifty two and he was there in in, in seventy. He played right through those World Cups. And they won. You know, so well, like I said, where would that put Mbappe? If you're telling me if Messi gets his hand on his first one, he's the greatest of all time. So what are these guys? What, what would happen if Mbappe wins? And wins the second one in a row? Because then he may be looking forward to the next World Cup. He's young enough to play in another one with the way how you know, things is. So when, when when they start saying these stuff, you you setting yourself up for you know the what ifs. Because because you you're telling me all the time before you know what you know what a lot of those messy people say. Eh? Well, the World Cup is not what it used to be. Um, you don't need a World Cup to be one of the greatest. That's what they used to say. I heard enough of that argument. You know, now all of a sudden, the World Cup is the thing. If he wins this one, he's the greatest of all time. And that's just when you want to do something. You know, it's it's that's the old Donald Trump thing. Nobody ever saw this before I did it. Uh, the, old, the old Donald Trump, everything he did, it's the greatest and nobody ever saw it before. You know, so... I I I I'm not gonna go crazy about that. But like I say, I can't hold it against Messi because you know It ain't him, it's the media. Yeah, it's it, it, it ain't him. I, I would never I would never blame the player for it like I hate that guy because so and so and so and so. I mean like I said, when I was a kid I hated I hated teams and I wanted the players to do bad but I always appreciated the good the, when they, you know, when they played. You know, it, you know, like I say, I I hated Manchester United, but I always say George West is one of the best I saw. You know, so and I, like I always tell people, I always say one of the best. The only soccer player when I talk about him, I say he's the greatest is Pele. I say he's the greatest I ever saw. But all the others are one of the best, one of the best. Maradona, one of the best. You know, all these one of the best I ever saw. And there's a lot of one of the best. <laughs> there's a lot of them. You know, I I I I saw Franz Beckenbauer break his hand in a nineteen seventy semifinal against Italy and strap the hand strap it onto his chest and play the rest of the half and extra time with that. And if, if, if you know, we, all the, all the young guys around our area tried doing that when, after it happened. And it's the most amount of people that fell down. Yeah, you don't want to play with one hand and, and strapped to your chest. You don't have any balance. Yeah, they're like, they're like I'm, I'm trying to imagine how the hell you run with, like, uh, a, a, a hand across your chest. It's like, it, like a, a, every every time you try to cut, like, a, like, yeah, I would be tilting. Google and watch the 1970 semifinal Italy versus West Germany, 
and you would want to know how the hell is he doing that? He strapped it on and he kept playing with that one hand, with, 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 with just that, and he was distributing passes and, I mean, I, we, I tried it. <laughs> I tried it. <laughs> you used to see guys, you would, die, you would die laughing after that to see how many guys putting their hand by their chest and trying to run. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, I, like I said, you know, when people talk about the greatest this and the greatest that and the greatest this, I have a lot of one of the greatest, a great player, a great player, but when you saying the greatest, there's only two people I always talk about the greatest. I always tell Pele and Muhammad Ali. That's it. That's it. It's two. Pele and Muhammad Ali. And, and, and I stop right there. You know, so I, you know, I, I don't like to get into the, like I say, I hate arguing errors because you talk about LeBron James, you talk about Michael Jordan. They did not play under the same rules. A triple-double with Oscar Robinson, which he used to average, is not that nonsense that goes on now with 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 with, with, with Russell Westbrook. Hey, hey, just because all of his teammates jump out of the way for, so he can get the rebound doesn't mean that rebound's worth any less on the stat sheet. But you see, what I laugh at when people talk about these things, in Oscar Robinson days, they didn't used to count that. So it's not like he was doing it for stats. They didn't used to count those things. You see? So it's not like you could say, oh, he only did that to pad his stats. There was no such thing as stats for that. He just did that. And he averaged that Every season, you see. So, can I blame Russell Westbrook? No, they have it as a stat sheet now. They have it there, so he does it. It, it goes into the books. I, you know, you can you can only play under the rules that they have. So I, I can't blame him for that. You know. But it's it's it's. I just I just shake my head when people when people come now and starts arguing like like this is a thing. <laughs> For me, that's not a thing. You know. Well, he has to be one of the greatest because he averaged so and so and so and so and so and so. I I just I I I, I just shake my head at those things because. I, I, I don't want to tell you you don't know what you're talking about, but you know what? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, anyway, son. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 catch, we'll catch you up uh, later on, uh, but, yeah, because uh, yeah, we, we, we got a lot of, we got a, we got these games coming up, so. Yeah, uh, we'll, I'm going to see if I'm wrong, but yeah. I'm telling you, I think this is the beginning of the end for Miami. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you. All right, okay. All right, take it easy, Kelly. Okay, all right. All right, bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it, like his thoughts on the matchups. But, uh, you know, I, I again, I, I think there's a lot to unpack with how soccer gets covered. 
And it's not pretty. It's not pretty how the media coverage vilifies players and overpraises. And soccer's one of the worst offenders of this. And Messi's one of the classic examples of that. I like I I just don't I don't I I don't see how they they go they go they go through it in that fashion. But you know, it is what it is. But uh I know this was a lengthy discussion. Uh, so we'll do uh, a, a brief run through again of how I'm looking in terms of uh, the NFL plays uh, today. Uh, again, I like the Colts, not that because I want to bet them heavily, but it's three games today, so you can throw the Colts. You don't even have to bet on the other games today, but um, you can throw this into a teaser for later tomorrow, but... I like the Colts, and I like teasing it up so you can get this line up to uh, 10 and just you throw it into a teaser, get the Colts side up to 10, make the Vikings have to win by 10, use that as one of your teasers. I still, you know, have reservations about the Browns. You know, they should be able to beat the, uh, the, uh, the Ravens, but again, easily could throw this into a teaser. And then, you know, on the Buffalo side, I think they take care of business against Miami. I know this line seven, and I know people have doubts about the Bills. I do, because I've seen them screw around enough games. I Again, this is a three-team teaser. You just throw those teams in there. It's To me, you take the dogs, you you, you throw the uh, uh, tease the Bills side down uh, so that it's only a point that they got to win by. I got no issues with that. Because I think the Bills win. Like, if Miami shows up, they show up. But I think there's a real chance Miami gets blown out today. And with that in mind, the reason why I kind of look at the DFS lineups today, I'm looking at, you know, sadly, I'm looking at Matt Ryan and I'm looking at Kirk Cousins because I think that first game is probably the best game from a passing environment standpoint. Being in the Dome, I know the score isn't necessarily that high, but when you kind of go through the paces, I kind of look at it from the standpoint of, I think there's a way to get there. Um, more often than not, it's just, uh, it's it's a case of, um, you know, how, how does it ultimately line up? And I, I just think that from my standpoint, you know, the best way of putting up points today is with that first game. And I like... Uh, the Colts passing attack against the Vikings secondary that gives up tons of yards. I think Kirk Cousins um, is still going to get bailed out by Justin Jefferson. I think Matt Ryan can still put up counting stats. So to me, I think Cousins and Matt Ryan are the best DFS plays, not actual QBs, but just from a fancy standpoint, I think they put up the biggest numbers and you go from there, you use Justin Jefferson I don't think uh, Stefan Diggs is even needed tonight for the Bills. That's why, uh, to me, the Bills game is the one I'm just kind of like staying off of. It's a snow game. If anything, I'm playing James Cook or Devin Singletary. I'm focusing my offensive tools on uh, between the Colts and the Vikings. Um, you know, the Baltimore game is kind of an island game where you can look at a J.K. Dobbins getting, uh, getting work in the run game now that he's... Uh, Back off of IR, he had a game in. I think he's going to start getting more of the workload over Gus Edwards, and we go from there. But 
yeah, I'm targeting this early game. So I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor. I'm looking at Pittman. I'm looking at Alec Pierce. Uh, you know, you you can you can do uh, Parrish, uh, Parrish Campbell as well. And Justin Jefferson and uh, TJ Hawkinson, definitely in play. I would rank it at Jefferson by far, number one for the Vikings side. Hawkinson two and Thielen three. Um, but, yeah, I'm playing Kirk Cousins at QB. Um, it's... It's a good matchup for both QBs. These other QB matchups, I don't like nearly as much. I don't like Tua tonight. I don't necessarily like Josh Allen tonight because, again, the weather isn't going to be great. This is a run-the-ball run type of game tonight in Buffalo. I don't know if Miami going to hang that way. So that's all I got, folks. It's been a lengthy conversation, and I know this uh, episode's running long, so I'm going to get this uploaded because folks are going to be wondering, like, what happened with the plays today? Well, we had a good, a good, good old-fashioned discussion uh, throughout. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. But uh, until next time, have a good one and uh, be enjoy the games. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.